Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Um, this is going to be the real episode 36. Uh, the last episode 36 uh, went in the ether, and we'll talk about that briefly. But I'm your host, Matt Tapia, and with me, as always, is Santa. Santa, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Perfect. I, I like pretty good. Nicole, you don't believe them. Is, isn't it going pretty good over there? I think I would say it's going pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's going pretty good for me, too. And Cameron, is it going pretty good for wherever you are? Um, I'd say it's a little better than pretty good. I'd say it's actually all the way good. Uh, my work today was productive. and I'm going to sleep in a hotel tonight. And not be woken up by any children. That's actually uh, really good. Again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So it sucks being away from home, but there are silver linings. Yeah, yeah. Get 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 you some good rest. Get you that have the AC. Breakfast. Continental breakfast. AC. Oh, continental breakfast is no longer a thing in the yeah. age of COVID nineteen. Yeah, oh. All right. Don't set food out. I forgot about that. <laughs> yep. Well, it's amazing how much you can forget. So. I don't even know what day we're on. I I, I almost asked uh, Siri because I I count off March fifteenth, but it's it's well over maybe eighty days at this point. I think my coworker has updated his status every day, and his yesterday said day ninety three. Yeah, so he's oh. in Texas, so he may have started from a slightly different date. But... Today's the eighteenth, right? Let's see here. Yeah, 18. Hey Siri, how many days away was March 15th, 2020? So that, that was over three months ago. So. 95 days ago, says yeah. Siri. So there you go. Um, so real quick before we get into it, we did record an episode 36 uh, and we try to get it in between the the COVID quarantine and May the fourth be with you. And we were borrowing somebody else's Zoom account to do this recording. And long story short, we lost about most of the last half of it, and it just wasn't salvageable. Um, that's when we actually started talking about most of the May the fourth be with you. So we just said, screw it, move on. It's COVID. It's it sucks, and we're going to do this one. And actually, I think we're going to make this one even better. Don't you think, Santa? Yeah, because there's not a lot going on, so it can't be much worse than what we tried to do before. We were just very ad hoc before. <laughs> we were very fly by the seat of their pants. I think we were actually very tired. We might have even been uh, quarantine fatigue. And I feel like now we're a little bit more rocking and rolling. We got our list. We're going to move through it. Um, so I wanted to start off with um, what I call just a COVID heat check because I guess we're 95 days in and, um, you know, on a scale of one to five with one being, uh, I'm scared out of my gizzard or I am being ultra, ultra precautionous, uh, and, uh, you know, limiting my public outdoor activities to, to nothing. Versus a five, I'm ready to go downtown Nashville and honky tonk at uh, the Kid Rock uh, uh, Bar and Grill. Um, kind of curious to see where everybody's at. So, Cameron, we'll start with you. How are you doing? Um, I would say I am at a two and a quarter. Um, you know, it seems like more and more evidence is building that if we all just wore masks, it's not like nobody would get sick and it wouldn't be a health crisis, but things would be manageable. We could all basically go about our lives and jobs. But I had to go to a funeral in Kansas in the past week or two, and we drove there, and just nobody is wearing masks outside of the major cities, mm -hmm. like, at all. I went to, like, I'm in Cookville today, and we went to a Blue Coast Burrito, and me and my coworker were the only two people in the fairly full restaurant wearing masks. And people were looking at us like we were assholes. 
Right. And so it's like, if we don't have that basic level of discipline, we're not going to actually get on the right side of this thing. So on the one hand, it's a very simple thing everybody needs to do to be okay. And on the other, we're not doing it. You know, I kind of almost... never support a kid rock honky <laughs> Definitely so. never. I, I could almost see it in Kansas with it. Just it's, it's not really from what I hear, a, you know, a high, you know, risk state right now as far as you know the number of cases maybe just because of just it's so inland and everything but you know cookville still in tennessee which is not really doing great from the covid 19 stuff but um but yeah i guess for me it, it kind of varies i probably s- jump between two and a half to three and a half and i think it just it all depends on certain day scenarios um for example I think we were feeling pretty good. There was a local um, tap room that sells pizza in our neighborhood. I won't say which one, but they have pretty good pizza. And we're like, well, the pizza comes pretty quick. Let's go pick up some pizza. We'll, we'll take it to go. And they said that they're, you know, less than 50% capacity. So maybe we could, you know, sit out on their patio and just have one beer and while we wait for the pizza. And as we went in to make the order, it was just a lot more full than I probably felt comfortable with to the point where we, for a minute there, we kind of almost thought maybe we should just go back home and forget about it kind of thing. Just order it online. Just because I don't feel like they were, they were measuring the capacity like they promoted that they were. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, maybe yesterday I was feeling about three and a half. Maybe I'm just a little bit below three today. So I don't know. What about you, Santa and Nicole? I guess probably I'm at probably at two even. Um, I don't, I haven't been out to a restaurant or anything. Um, I still, I, I haven't done grocery delivery, but I've been doing it where they put it in the curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go into the office a couple of days this week, which was weird, but there were no, uh, it, we were at partial capacity and no, the public wasn't allowed in our building. Did they ask you to wear a mask when you came in? Yeah. Uh, my workplace is pretty strict about mask usage. Anytime you're not in the office with the door shut, you have to wear a mask. So even if you sit in your office with the door open, you need to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So you are having to come in the office a little bit. They're trying to, to get a, they're trying to wean us into it. Um, I'm think they're trying to say that we're going to be open in July. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not um, with the numbers climbing the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. But I'm not going out anywhere really still. Mm-hmm. Certainly not going to restaurants or movies or anything like movie theaters. Yeah, and we're about to get to that. But check in, Santa. Are you still having to go in as an essential yeah. worker? Yeah, we. Yeah, I still going every day. We don't. I mean, there's. We're a small company, so there's only like at at any given time maybe ten people in, in our entire building. And there's four people in, in the, the area I work in, and we all stay far apart. We don't have to wear a mask or anything, so and we just we just don't get in each other's way, basically. Yep, which probably works out just fine for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's like a pretty large uh, area, right? It's like kind of a warehouse. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, a a back, a back warehouse that's pretty large, and then and then my warehouse where I work in, you know, it's warehouse size, and we got offices in the front. And there's only two people in the front offices now. All of the all of the salespeople are working from home, you know. And and then my warehouse, you know, four people. And then there's like four people in the in the back warehouse. So. And I imagine like the dock doors are open and stuff, so you got fresh air. No, we right? we 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 keep them closed still, but and then we have signs posted for like whenever uh, people make deliveries. You know, we we they don't want to really come in the building. We cart everything out to them. And, and if they deliver anything, you know, they, uh, we pull it off the truck, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you still quarantine everything? Yeah. We, we quarantine all our packages that come in for a couple of days just, just to be safe. But 
and then we mm-hmm. we have to wash our hands every hour and stuff. And then, oh. you know, mm. I have to take my temperature every day too. When you walk in the building? No, well, no, before because we don't have the the funding, I guess, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the honor system. Yeah, I get a base camp notification. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting and everybody's on their own path. Um, I do think you, you just, as soon as you get comfortable, maybe something happens and it might just totally change your mind about certain things. Um, so Nicole mentioned about, uh, movie theaters, um, which have been shut down for a while. Um, the drive-in movie theaters though have gotten somewhat of a resurgence. And we went to one and we saw a classic, uh, The Goonies, which was thoroughly enjoyable. Definitely one of my favorite nostalgia movies. Um, uh, I will say uh, in the uh, small area within Tennessee uh, that this was in, um, people really didn't give a flying leap about uh, about masks or social distancing. They, they had one sign out there, but I mean, quite honestly, it was a free for all. Um, and uh, the only Imagine thing you that- could social distance pretty well from your car though. You can, you can so we just stayed in the car. I mean, quite honestly, the riskiest thing that we did do was go to the concessions, um, which we didn't have to do, but we did ch- choose to do. Um, and we just got some popcorn, but quite honestly, there was nothing very social distancing safe about any of that. And, and nobody, you know, was wearing masks. Nobody really cared about any of the social distancing. Like I said, there was just one sign that just said, I think it's just on every single establishment, which basically says, you know, maintain six feet away. Um, and you, you know, you can expect, you know, depending on the certain areas of, of, where you're at, certain people are, are more prone to maybe follow it than others. Uh, but it was still enjoyable nonetheless, because it had been a while since we had all seen like a movie, just any kind of movie, just kind of, you know, out, even though if it was maybe a little bit of an older movie. Um, I don't think the drive-in is probably going to catch up that, that well. I just think it's too difficult to have it in certain areas. I think you're somewhat limited. And uh, one is just takes a while. Yeah. Well, you have, you you can only do it when it's dark. Right. And it didn't even get dark to where we were at to like eight 30. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Exactly. If it rains, just forget about it. So, but Santa uh, AMC did announce that they're going to start opening up theaters. Did they say July 15th? Yeah, I just got the email from AMC, July 15th. Regal is July 10th, mm. which I, I don't that's, I Did think, you guys still have either your AMC or Regal, like, Club Passive account? No, no. We uh, we canceled the AMC one after a couple months. Just, okay. They did it for three months, I think. I didn't know if they, like, gave you an option to, like, put a freeze on your account where... Oh. Uh, okay. The, the only thing they gave us whenever we canceled was, like, we couldn't re-up for for six months. So you can't just like sign up and then cancel that after a month and then, and then come back a, a, like a month later. Mm-hmm. Like they, frown, they frown on that. I think you, didn't we have to sign up for like three months or? Uh, yeah, we had to sign up for three months. The regal one, you have to sign up for a year. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if, the, if they, they allowed those people to free. We didn't do the regal one because the, the, cause we were going to sign up for the regal one in, in, for the summer. Right. Yeah. So then, then COVID. Okay. So the question is, Santa and Nicole and Cameron, is when do you feel safe to go back to a movie theater? And you know, what 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 would be the movie that would you know drive you the most to go to go see it in the theaters? Um, I mean, for me. I'll feel a lot safer doing anything indoors once, especially things that don't involve eating and drinking. You know, you got to take a mask off to eat, but you don't have to take a mask off to go to a movie theater. And if people grow the fuck up and start wearing masks diligently, then I'll feel comfortable doing a lot more things. 
And if they don't, considering how hard it is for me with two kids to go to a movie, I will gladly take any sort of like same day streaming offer that a movie company puts out, <clears throat> even if it's like $30. If it's a movie I want to see, like I got 30 bucks. It's better than the hassle of, you know, working with Kristen to make sure she can take care of the kids and then risking, you know, being in a crowded theater of people not wearing masks. Yeah. You know, for, for me, you know, I, you know, you get so bored and you're looking for anything to do. And a lot of times when we're bored, we're like, well, let's go see a movie. Um, so it's one of those like top five lists of I'm bored to go, let's go find something to do. Let's go see a movie. But I, I tend to think going to most movie theaters, I think it's going to be a similar kind of experience that we had in the drive-in theaters where I just think it's going to sound in principle, like they're going to be doing everything that they could possibly do. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just, people are just going to do what they want to do. Right. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, it's the local people, the actual people working there and whether they care or not. And unless well, the company makes them care or they personally care because they've been motivated to care, then they're not going to do it. I think it's really hard to ask people in a lot of these places that are opening up movie theater places as one example for them to police social responsibility. Right. Oh yeah. I think it's totally, in a, there's no way like a, a ticket taker is going to be like, sir, you got to wear a mask. You know? Right. Or you can't sit in that row. We have to split it up in multiple rows. Yeah. yeah. So people have to do it of their own volition. What about you, Santa and or Nicole? I, honestly, I, I can't think of a movie that I'd want to go see like yeah, anytime like, soon. That none of the, none of the, you don't want to see Tenet? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can not understand that movie at home. <laughs> <laughs> it might be more fun that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was like, I mean, it, my, my TV's big enough, you know, my sound isn't that great, but I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I could, I'm okay with watching movies at home. I, I, I'm surprised they're even trying to be honest, Santa, because I, I mean, they did release a whole bunch of stuff just, you know, direct to, to digital. I won't say TV, but to the digital world where you can download and pay for it. Yeah. They, like the, the first, like the $20 rentals, they haven't done a, a big one yet. Like, a, you know, we've got the, the, uh, the hunt been... and then the, the trolls movie. And then the Artemis uh, Fowl well, went straight to, to Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. and, Emma? And Emma was out for a couple of weeks before. Oh, it? Yeah. Uh, what is could... Artemis Fowl, by the way? Uh, you don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> Why'd <laughs> you even ask, Cameron? Because it, 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 I saw it on Disney Plus. It's okay. not even YA. It's like preteen. Middle grade. Middle grade. Uh, it was a book series about a kid. And... It he's was, got magical owl powers, I'm guessing. No, he's he's a, a master thief criminal. I, I will say, I think it might have been the worst movie we've watched this year. Yeah. That was cool. There's a reason wow. we the Disney Plus. <laughs> and, yeah. and it sits at 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Because we, we were thinking about watching it just for just for laughs, basically. And I checked one day, it was at 14%. And then the next day, it was at like 12%. I was like... Ooh. is it one of those things where it's so bad it's bad it's like not even enjoyable i think we yeah. both fell asleep during it yeah mm. so uh i'm coming up to my my uh year with disney plus and i think santa maybe even sooner no it's so, been, it's been about eight months eight months yeah it started in november november 12th so it's been eight months so like i I have not taken advantage of a lot of it recently. They, they, uh, the, not having anything Marvel related really hurt it mm -hmm. its first year. That's why they try to get as many people to sign up as they could for, you know, long, longer long. term, you know, me getting suckered into three years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounded good at the, at, at the plan. No, because I think, I mean, I mean I'll get my money's worth as, as long as everything does eventually come out within the first three years. 
you know. Well, all that Marvel stuff is supposed to come out, like. Yeah, but it's been all it's mostly in post production when COVID no, hit. It's not like. I think no? uh, the only thing that was close to post production was the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was supposed to be coming out in August, and who knows when that's going to be coming out because they hadn't even really started filming. Uh, maybe they had just started filming WandaVision. Which is, which, yeah, WandaVision is the one I'm actually interested in. Yeah, that's coming out in November, or was supposed to come out in November. I think that also got everything got pushed. So, yeah, I, I feel like they almost should give us like a, a rebate or something, right? Or extend our or, membership or a little longer. Of, I mean, a lot of, not a lot that of matters for you for three years, but yeah. a lot of people have canceled. So they and I, they'll probably re up whenever something actually new does come out. They try to release stuff every week, but it, it's just like one thing a week. You know, worth it. Yeah, Netflix. And if it's Artemis Fowl level quality, then who gives a crap? Yeah, exactly. So and it's like they, they, they just they just can't keep up. I mean, that's why they're you know half the price of Netflix. Yeah. So they they just can't keep up with the, the demand for content. Yeah, and that's saying something because I mean it's Disney, and I realize that okay, COVID okay. happened at the worst possible time. I just say new content. You know, there's a lot, yeah. there's still a lot of old content that you know you can go through, but it's mm-hmm. like you know. But, I've already seen everything I want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's paid off for me. I think we've watched Frozen and Frozen 2 a hundred times each. Oh, wow. The kids like it? Nora, yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do you think it is about it that's just so awesome? I, I just don't get it. I don't know why anybody likes Frozen 2. I think it's boring <laughs> as hell, except for uh, the Lost in the Woods song. But the, the songs in Frozen 1 are, are really good. And I think that's... It's a simple plot that's easy to understand. It's not even mushy romance. It's about you know sisterly love. Yes, two sisters. Pretty, pretty so, good. So whenever Grace gets old enough to to understand it, you know they'll they'll have that bond. Aww. Yeah. Or whenever Nora develops the concept of empathy towards her sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll happen around eighteen, right? Yeah. I mean, um. So they did have to make some changes with the Oscars, right? Because of everything that happened with the COVID. So are they going to put a little mask on the trophy? <laughs> I know that that would be appropriate. They moved the date. There is yeah. One. So usually it's February 20 something, usually yeah, like the last February. Sunday of February. And now it's going to be in May. Is that, do I have that right? I think April. Okay. Because there's not enough like, new good movies coming out between now and then i feel like they should just scrub the entire 2020 movie season like even if things can get back into production and they can release some stuff it's it's like a a total wash of a year nobody can actually make the films they wanted to make just like disney and everybody else can't make the the tv they wanted to make you know i'm okay with bad boys for life winning best picture yeah. <laughs> the only nominee. <laughs> so it it what is that the highest grossing movie right now or yeah, or yeah. for the year? For the year so far, yes, two hundred and four million, I think, domestically. Okay. What's do you have any idea what number two or number three are? Uh, shoot, not off the top of my head. I think nineteen seventeen, but that that was a that started that, though, and okay, it officially came out this year, but it was like it was you know, an Oscar movie. So it, it, it was limited. It's off. Back in, yeah. In December. But, uh, I mean, so clearly the, the summer blockbuster really isn't going to happen. I just, I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll, they'll release some movies out, I guess in July and August, but I just don't see Cameron, a whole lot of people seeing them. I guess you have an opportunity for a, you know, holiday movie rush, depending on how things go. But I, 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 I'm surprised they only pushed it back the Oscars, you know, you know, three months. I mean, they should just do like the Olympics and cancel the 2020 Oscars. Um, (laughs) Or do it just like all the, yeah, I can't think of any other big movie well not big movie but just like it's too it's too early for oscar bait movies and then and then and then had are they even shot or you know done you know use the their 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 yeah if you got to do reshoots well and then i mean some of these movies could afford to sit on the shelf for another six to eight months it's it's a gamble 
to, I think, put it out there right now or plan to put it out there because you just don't know what's going to happen. So, I mean, for some of these, they've already, I, didn't they just decide Wonder Woman's not going out this year, 1980, whatever? Uh, they, I know they, they moved it from its original date to August, and then they just moved it again to October. I don't know if they straight canceled it for this year, but I thought they October, moved it October all the way to next year. Have they done the same thing for Black Widow? That's November. Yeah, Black Widow was November. I don't think they moved that. Oh, so they haven't had to move that yet. Well, no, that was supposed um, to come out. Yeah, it was supposed to come out. Oh, it it got moved to November. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I just listened on the news. Apparently, The Bold and the Beautiful is starting to film again. It's like one of the first uh, Hollywood, you know, productions that's going to get going again, which is a daytime soap, but... Nothing yeah, I was about to say, I thought that's just a soap opera. It, you know what it is, but it's like, if, you know, it's part of the economy of Hollywood. Like, if they can get going again and not have the coronavirus run through their set, then it means that there's a way that other production companies and production things can start again. Maybe. I mean, is it, is it like what they're trying to do with the NBA where you have a cast of, you know, 40 people and you quarantine them to, you know, a bubble essentially? No, basically everybody's going to get tested before production starts and then tested every week. And um, obviously they can't wear any sort of masks or PPE while the, the, the actors can't wear any masks or PPE, but you know, they're not going to film intimate scenes like making out and stuff. They're going to do like the old fashioned cutaway to the fireplace or something like that. Oh, so really? Having to, yeah. In, in order to, they're going to like shoot it differently. So they aren't going to show two actors being physically intimate with one another with the exception if they actually are partners in real life and they're already like mixing. So now you don't have them. to guess you, you you'll know yeah. just by them doing it. Right. So if it's like, if the two people are actually a couple, then maybe then there's no harm with showing them make out on camera. Cause they're already mixing germs. But then when and they presumably the entire rest of the crew, like the, the cameramen and all that can be wearing masks. It'll be very dramatic when they break up three weeks later and you no longer see them. Maybe. Yeah, why, why aren't John and Janet kissing anymore? I guess they broke up. Man, that's sad. So it's like a framework for how work can begin. I also read that The Witcher, the second season of The Witcher series is going to be starting up soon with different, but you know, the same kind of idea of precautions. There's, there's talk of using sex robots to stimulate sex scenes. I'm like, well, just. No, no, we just, yeah, just that's you can just be more creative. I mean, just, we don't need. We don't need I sex mean, scenes, really. Yeah, I mean. I mean, look, I need sex this scenes is what with porn sex hubs for. robots for their own sake, not as a stand-in for real people. Mm -hmm. The Witcher without. Just make a dark mirror <laughs> about people with sex robots. I was thinking Demolition Man type sex. I mean, that. That was that was kind of mind mind fuckery. Is that well, yeah? Oh, oh, oh it's the, the yeah the 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 virtual reality headset, yeah. right? Yeah, the stimulating <laughs> the 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 senses thing. The way I mean, it, it seemed to work like for Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and, and then and in that movie, they didn't do high five. They did the the stupid like you know yeah the, had, the air five yeah and they had the three seashells you know no more no more toilet paper, toilet paper. they really were ahead of their game they were ahead of their time <laughs> that that is kind of funny i mean have you seen uh cameron all of these like simpson memes where they've eerily like predicted the fu the future oh the osaka like, flu oh yeah and like the the murder hornets or bees and yeah Donald I can't Trump wait for tobacco to I think become they, a real thing. I think they predicted a couple of things with Donald Trump, maybe two or something. Yeah, so here's uh, a great thing about Disney about. Plus. Here's one of the most amazing features. Like they don't just, I mean, they have every Simpsons episode, but they don't just have the episodes. They literally have a subcategory within Simpsons. That is time Simpsons predicted the future. Yeah, so you, oh, that really? is that is good effort on Disney Plus's part. They, they, they've got like sports ones. They've got other yeah, just like yeah, Simpsons sports, Simpsons Halloween specials. Like, 
you can really tail considering there's like a hundred thousand episodes of it you can really dial in which kinds you want to see that does kind of almost make it easy because if i wanted to see a clip like that i guess i could go to youtube and somebody probably put it together but i like how disney plus says why go to youtube just go to us and we we, we take care of that shit for you and it's probably better quality from them oh yeah most definitely um so what else has everybody been watching i i uh i know that santa nicole reminded everybody about the bill and ted trailer that dropped a couple of weeks ago maybe face the music uh uh and we could talk a little bit about that but i think uh santa got the pleasure of seeing another keanu reeves movie recently what was that santa we did Um, or you tell us nicole we so santa and i had to sometimes we like to watch compilations of old commercials on youtube yeah i could get that no i i ate we all have our youtube deep dives and that that must be yours that that is ours yeah so we were watching one from i think the 80s and one of the commercials in the compilation was a johnny mnemonic trailer and i was like what even is this is this a real movie um and you hadn't even heard about it i hadn't even heard about it and apparently this is very much a real movie um if you haven't heard of it it's basically a world that is that doesn't have Dropbox. You mean like pick up DVDs? <laughs> very or, futuristic world without Dropbox. Or are you talking about like downloading files or Dropbox, uploading files? Dropbox, the web client that you can use to easily and securely send files to people. Right. Okay. It came out in 95. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. It came, Johnny Mnemonic came out in 1995 and it takes place in 2021. And it's very... Or like the 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 imagery is very early uh kind of not not really cyberpunk because there isn't much technology yeah. because there's a a virus that has a pandemic has taken <laughs> engulfed the world well that's timely this, this virus has has it spreads through uh technology technology there's a there's, henry rollins is in the movie and he goes on this rant about how the, the virus is spread through Wi-Fi, basically. He said the waves are all around us, and he just points at all the electronics in the room. Do this and this and this. It's the information that's that's killing us. <laughs> <laughs> and is that why, like, he has he has a certain amount of time to get the data out of his head because the, the the data. Yeah. So, so uh, Counter Reeves plays a courier, and because they don't, you know, like she mentioned, they don't have Dropbox. They can't just email <laughs> a large file. So he's he he has he's dropping off USB drives. Yeah, his his, his brain has capacity to hold 160 gigabytes, but Ooh. this this file <laughs> he's got a, that he's been tasked with transferring is 320 gigabytes. So, so he has to make two trips. I mean, oh, it, it, <laughs> his brain could hold it, but it he only has 24 hours to get it out of his brain, or before he loses all his memories. Yeah, before he it just like his brain just can't hold that capacity for it will just start leaking. The <laughs> so, absolute, it's funny. The absolute most batshit part of this is the only way that he can unlock this secure file in his brain is by looking at a series of three images, and so like a captcha. yeah (laughs) but like they faxed these three images to where it had to be and then it got destroyed and you mean like paper fax yes Yes, paper fax and then like the fax didn't go through and so it's like of course the fax machine fails uh in this in this feature corporations uh run things and they and the yakuza are basically their private security and so kind of spoilers here but the 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 data in his head is the cure for this virus and these two Mm. uh, pharmaceutical companies are are trying to like one is trying to use it for to to you know keep the virus going because they can sell you know their cure and this other one company is trying to get it out so they can you know actually cure people Mm. so they hire the accuser to to go after him and they want his head now you actually got me wanting to watch this movie because I've never I actually watch watched it. I want to watch it too because it seems like one of those like misfires that has a lot of interesting ideas in it. I just remember when the when I was going to Blockbuster back in the day and it was a popular new release. The 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 box had the VHS 
tape thing exposed over his head and it was like mm. there was a magnetic tape inside his brain yeah. and that was very clever box art back then and, and I, I think cameron you would love the internet in, in this oh movie. yes it, uh, it's like a 3d kind of render and virtual reality virtual reality and it's yeah. always 3d immersive like, hey, like, welcome to the internet or yeah, something yeah. like <laughs> It's it's pretty wild. So I think the net came out the same year. Have you guys watched the net? I have Sandra watched Bullock? the net. Yeah, with Sandra Bullock. That's really bad. That's it's also just fascinating because even now, like Hollywood writers are terrible at understanding the technology they're writing about. Even now, when like technology is pervasive and people get it more, back then it's just like we have no fucking idea what we're talking about. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I it, it's. I do enjoy going back to movies that are predicting the future and then just get technology like drastically wrong. And, and the net wasn't even like future predictive. I, I, I put the net with the same category as like hackers where it's like, you're doing a contemporary technology movie, but you are totally bullshitting and dramatizing the technology for the sake of drama. And none of this is actually like legitimately like real, like. Well, the whole premise was just like once everything's digitally connected, couldn't somebody just go in and erase every file of you that ever existed, which is not really totally possible now. But also like all the people around you still know you're, you know, like <laughs> it's just kind of silly. It's not like you can erase somebody's memory of you. I forget how that worked in the movie though. You just had me think about a moment. So switching gears to what else people are watching. So we started watching uh, Space Force on Netflix. Which I keep, it's it's okay. Like I, I don't think it's groundbreaking. It maybe they're just setting up the framework for potentially something good. Uh, I, I mean it has Steve Carell and John Malkovich. So right there you've got two solid you know, actors um, that 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 can carry something. Um, it's it's really quick little thirty minute blobs of episodes. Um, uh, but the reason why I, it popped to my mind is they were there was some you know over the internet video happening, and some you know Seafrail character says you know zoom in on that area quadrant and you know enhance enhance and they're just like yeah that, that doesn't really work i mean it sounds like <laughs> it does on the tv but we're pretty much just limited with what the camera that we got i mean we could change the contrast if you want or make it a little bit brighter um but, but i love it, that somebody finally did the send-up of that csi trope mm. it, it yeah and the thing is, is it's just not like that uh i will say i think i find Space or Space Force interesting because I think if you decided to start a new branch of the military, which is what uh, our current president chose to do uh, however many months ago, that especially in the way that he did it, I, I, I find like the way that it probably got implemented or is being implemented is very close to what we're seeing on the, on the Netflix series. Where it's just basically, we don't really know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, we're just trying to figure it out as we go. And we just have these, you know, marching orders from the president that says we have to get, you know, this goal by the end of this year. Otherwise, yeah. we're, we're a failure. When it's really just like, we, we don't even know what to call ourselves. I guess we're calling ourselves spacemen. You know, like, you know, the Navy might call themselves seamen and... Uh, in the air force airmen in the air force and then space uh, they're spaceman as silly as that may sound so um camo in space do you want like black camo so you that actually came up that that they actually said why are we wearing camo like wouldn't it make more sense if we were just all wearing black and we're supposed to be out there in space do you want to blend in with space though like you want to be able to be seen right if you are lost in space i i guess maybe it doesn't wear camo 
I guess it's about whether or not your mission in space is to conquer or your mission in space is to be, you know, noticeable and, and, you know, make contact. And, and that actually does come up a little bit into it. And they do have one episode where they just focus nothing, nothing about the uniforms. And apparently uh, Flotus, first lady of the United States, has some ideas about how to make the, uh, the costumes look better. So worth checking out if you're interested. Um, what about anybody else? Cameron, I know you're watching plenty of cartoons, but did you happen to open up the door or anything else? Um, Kristen and I, I was really surprised she was interested in this, but we started watching the toys that made us. Um, mm -hmm. I think one thing that grabbed her is it had things that was, were interesting to her too, like, uh, My Little Pony and, uh, Hello Kitty. And so we'd watch one of those and then we'd watch like Ninja Turtles and we kind of did a back and forth on that. Um, I, I found I'm a the big Ninja fan Turtle of ones. that. I'm a big Ninja fan Turtle of was fascinating. that series. Yeah, so I didn't watch the My Little Pony or the Hello Kitty. Not that I, you know, am being biased about it right. all. It's just, I didn't have those as a kid, so I don't really understand. You know, I it just wasn't going to gel with me much. But the, the Ninja Turtle ones definitely did gel with me because I watched a lot of the movies. I had the action figures. So what was it about the turtles that that resonated with you? I had no idea how small that comic book was. You know, like the initial comic book, the book that they put out that got the interest of the that sales guy who then like got them a toy deal. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was like a, a full-on published comic, but it was basically something they self-published, and it was and it went, went like analog viral, essentially. Um, was it, was that the one where they were, because there was one of those episodes where they had like this heated debate, not heated, but they kept switching back and forth between two or three guys about who came up with like the original idea, or was that something else? No, that was, well, they had that debate with My Little Ponies. Um, okay. With Ninja Turtles, they both, the, the two guys who created it both said that they created it together. Like they, they in no way tried to, neither one tried to own it more than the other. Right. They had a parting of ways later, but it wasn't about who had the idea. Hmm. They were they were in solidarity with the actual. Original. There, there was a back and forth over who came up with the idea to have a female turtle, and nobody. Yeah, well, one well one guy was totally opposed, and the other guy was like, "Sure, why not? Take it in a new direction." And the and so at that point, the guy who wanted to take it in a new direction, he he kind of was in creative control and the other guy just took a back seat and then that flopped. And then the guy who was pro female turtle kind of wanted out and sold his interest to the guy who had taken a back seat. And then at, at some time later, Nickelodeon came and paid the guy who had just chilled out and not done much with it for a little while, but still was true to the original turtles paid him like $65 million. <laughs> and so the other guy got nothing. Yeah. Um, Santa, have you seen any of those series? Was yeah, was we watched there... uh, we watched a couple of them. Uh, I think maybe the Ninja Turtle one for sure, or maybe I'm thinking of the movie one too. We watched a lot of that. The the movies that made us. Mm -hmm. The one I remember more distinctly, and I, I watched the He Man one. I watched the GI Joe one. The Transformer one was interesting because it was basically. Do you have something that transforms into a robot? Great. We want to buy it and turn it into a transformer. And I read somewhere where they said, you know, sometimes G.I. Joe toys were on the shelf. Sometimes they weren't. Sometimes there were Star Wars, you know, figures on the shelf. Sometimes there weren't. But like for like the last 50 years, you can go to any toy store and there's always some kind of thing that you could call a transformer that's on a toy shelf, even if it's not a transformer, if it's a GoBot or if it's some other run of the mill robot that turns into something else that came from Japan or China or whatever. It's just a thing that has always been a part of the toy shelves. 
I think that's why Power Rangers was so successful. At least that's why I like the Power Rangers toys because it was just a different looking Transformer. Right. Yeah. I'm. Uh, yeah. It's just another play off of something that transforms into something else. So. A similar, you know, along those lines, and I wish they would do an episode about this. Is the biggest toy that I was into when I was a kid was Ghostbusters, but it's the same premise. It was like an innocuous looking thing that transformed into a ghost when you like hit a button or something. So mm. maybe that's why they don't do an, an episode of the the show about that. But like, I thought the Ghostbusters co- toys were like by far some of the coolest toys. But that was like they. The toys came from the movies, where most of these toys were toys before they were like other other things. And they already did uh, the movies that made us on the Ghostbusters. So yeah, oh, they well, did. And the the Ghostbusters had an advantage toy because it had it had slime, and kids just love slime. So it's if you put a slime with the toy, you're just automatically that much cooler. Yeah, Ninja so. Turtles had slime because they had mutagen. Right. Exactly. So speaking of old nostalgia cartoons and whatnot, um, I was reading some article several months back and they said, hey, do you want to watch the stuff on a free streaming service? Check out Tubi, uh, you know, because now the streaming services have to have a U and then it's with a B. So you got Quibi and you got Tubi. <laughs> so uh, I turn on to Tubi and they've got Santa every single uh, episode of the original G.I. Joe series. So I immediately check to see if they have G.I. Joe the movie. Sadly, they don't. But they do have Arise, Serpentor, Arise, which Mm -hmm. is basically the five-part series where uh, uh, Cobra, under the guidance of Destro and Dr. Mindbender, uh, formulate a plan to create a new Cobra leader because Cobra Commander has failed them time and time again. And uh, we introduced several new characters, um, including Sergeant Slaughter, you know, officially joins. Uh, did you have a chance to catch up on the uh, five-part series Arise, Perpetual Arise? Yeah, I watched it all on, on YouTube. Uh... Hasbro was kind enough to start their channel and show all the uh, all all the ones that they could. Uh, they were releasing them in, in in different parts. Like the first month, they had all the all the five part series, and then the last month they uh, they were doing like single episodes, like like the random filler stuff. So I watched a lot of that. Do you, do you think it held up? Uh, definitely not. Just no. Uh, what what i'm I'm curious to see why you didn't think it for me it was well we'll we'll shoot half of the 30-minute episodes was them either recapping what happened in the previous episode or telling you what's going to happen in the next episode yeah and then and even in the uh on the youtube ones they didn't have the all the psas at the end oh they didn't no no i think they only saw that one psa like the episode's like 20 minutes long so, you know, no commercials or anything like that. So, I mean, they, they were pretty quick watches. So, yeah. But yeah. And like they, like a lot of, a lot of stereotypes that are just like bad. Yeah. Like, like what kind? Bad. Like Asians are good at math kind of thing or what? Well, like the, the, you know, quick kick the karate guy, you know, always walking around with it, like in his, you know, gear. He doesn't have a shirt on anytime. And then like, like some of the black characters are like very, you know, like, uh, roadblock. roadblock. <laughs> I can only speak in rhymes. Yeah, he rhymes. Oh my god! <laughs> it is what not- you doing, man? <laughs> I gotta get out of the can. I have no nostalgic connection to GI Joe whatsoever, and it is awful to watch. Well, I actually do think it's more rewatchable than Transformers because I started to try to rewatch the Transform series. And I think it only made it to like five episodes. And I was just like, I, I just, I had a brief moment of nostalgia, but I just, I can't keep watching this. G.I. Joe, I lasted a little bit longer. If I can find G.I. Joe the movie, I'll, I'll rewatch that. Definitely. Yeah, um, uh, we started, we watched a couple episodes of the Jetsons. It's on HBO Max. 
And, oh, um, really? And other than flying cars, I think we are more technologically advanced than they are. <laughs> Just really, <laughs> our workday. Yeah, that, well, they, that is true technological <laughs> advancement right there. Yeah, well, they, we do kind like, of have a made robot if you have a Roomba. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. They uh, the show premiered in the 1960. So you know their 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 version of the future is 2062, and it's not very other than the flying cars. That's I mean they everything still has buttons. They don't have touch screens. They, they don't they have still, screens. They don't have screens really. Yeah, they, they yeah. Still, you got to go to a television. You don't have anything like in they, your hand. They have, they have video calling, but I mean that's I mean we have that. <laughs> so, yeah, probably better too. I will, I will do a shout out for the Transformers movie. It has like Orson Welles as Unicron. Like I've watched that several times. And other than the music, I think the music is a misfire and takes you out of it. The, the everything else about the movie, I think is actually really good and holds up. So I, I listened to a podcast where they covered both the Transformers movie and the GI Joe movie. They actually started the G.I. Joe movie before the production of it, before the Transformers movie. Um, and the Transformers movie just happened to come out earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's two things that this this podcast took away from it. One, what you just said, Cameron, was the, the 80s, whatever, you got the touch! You yeah. know, uh, music sort of kind of took you out of the element. Very much. And, yeah. and and did not make it hold up, so to speak. Um, and while G.I. Joe kind of stuck to more or less its original kind of score, um, with maybe like the exception of the of the intro of the movie. Um, but the other takeaway was is when they killed off Optimus Prime and Transformers, and there was so much backlash, the original script of G.I. Joe movie planned to kill off Duke. Uh-huh. Uh, and even though if you watch it without the sound, it looked like Duke got killed by Serpentor. Um, they quickly redubbed some of the audio and, and basically made it seem like he had just gone into a coma because they didn't want to have the same backlash from their fan base. Like they did the Transformers fan base by killing off the, you know, the chief leader guy. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just a cash grab. Like, the reason they killed off Optimus, they killed off multiple characters, including Optimus Prime, so that they could uh, they rebooted you the know, show. release new toys. They rebooted the show right after the movie. It's like all new. Yeah. All new they movies. did. And, and, and they based it off of all those new characters. So Rodimus Prime was the main guy, and so was yeah. Galvatron on, on that. And they didn't come back with those characters, but... For G.I. Joe, they didn't do the same thing, Santa. You, you didn't have Big Lob coming back or Santa Hawk. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, after I, I, it's almost like they, I don't know, they wanted to end the series with the movie and then, and then maybe uh, reboot later or whatever. I don't, uh, but they maybe the U.S. military was, wasn't jiving with this whole propaganda anymore. The, the one thing that I, I, they pointed out in this podcast too um, was so when they, you know, GI Joe was the real American hero and they, they did talk about how in one hand you could say like, wow, I mean, they had, you know, uh, you know, quick kick, a, an Asian guy and uh, whoever that was the guy that was the native American spirit <laughs> spirit. Yeah. God. And you had uh, 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 like, a guy playing like a cowboy from Texas and maybe guy shipwreck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had some diversity there that when they, when they did the, even though it may have been somewhat stereotypical, you know, racial, whatever, um, that when they did the, the, the movie series, they, they, they dropped the whole tagline of a real American hero to make it seem like more like an international, uh, you know, Force, force for justice. Yeah, because Cobra, Cobra was global, so GI Joe. Yeah, wasn't just a, yeah. I mean, you had dreadnoughts uh, from wherever they were from, and yeah. the, the twins Bayou. who were British, the Crimson Guard. Yeah. Doctor Mindbender, whatever the hell he was. I mean, Destro was like Irish, was he, or Scottish? Yeah. I thought. 
Gattis, something like that. Who's yeah in the IRA? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Who's the female Cobra lady? Uh, Baroness. The Baroness. Yes. See, she she's Russian. She's, she's got a title, right? so she must be from Europe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think movie, she was Russian. In the movie, she married into that title. Oh, did uh-huh. she? In the, the live the uh, the live action one that came out several years ago with Channing Tatum. As you can see, we've had a really fun quarantine. <laughs> we are steeped in 80s cartoon knowledge. And, and this is what you have to do when, you know, there's no new content. Yeah, so. there's no new content, which is the, another big thing with the movie theaters. It's like, yeah, like you went to the drive-in and you watched the Goonies because, like, even drive-ins aren't getting new movies because no. new movies aren't being released. Mm-hmm. And I will say the Goonies still holds up. Oh, um, Absolutely. Like Tyler had never seen it before, my wife, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, she did say that it was probably best to be in a kind of drive-in movie theater environment. Like if we watched it at home, she could have gotten, you know, distracted at some of the lulls, so to speak. Uh, but it kept her interested, and you know, she's like me, a bigger, big Stranger Things fan, and so she can totally see how. Uh, a movie like The Goonies, you know, impacted Stranger Things and those kind of characters. Did Did Spielberg direct The Goonies? Who directed it? He, it was... Uh, was uh, oh, no. no, Richard Donner. Donner, Donner, yes. Oh, okay. So, but Spielberg executive produced it and he did come up on set and he directed like a couple of the scenes. So he had like, a hand, essentially. I think he he directed one scene when they're like in the the tunnel and there are all those pipes and they start banging on the pipes thinking that somebody would hear them and the pipes end up being like below the Astoria Country Club. I think he directed that scene and I think he was also on set when they did the wishing well scene where where uh, uh, Mikey, you know, says it's our time. It's our time down here. That sort of thing. You remember that scene, roughly? Yeah, not it's not our time up there. It's down here. Yeah, they, it, their time. It's their time up there. But here, it's our time. It's our time down here. And yeah, I think that's when the the, the kids call. Is, is that when they first utter the phrase "Goonies" or "Goonies they, never say die"? Well, like the the kids, uh, uh the kid, the the bullies were like, "You're a goonie." Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because Troy. Uh, not, the, you're not a cool kid anymore. You're just yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't go into the details because I don't want to bear myself. But but yeah, that that's an iconic scene in the movie, and I think actually Spielberg was on hand. So he is a big part. I mean, if you watch that movie, you can tell Spielberg had a huge influence on it. But it was it was actually Richard Donner that directed it. So it's a good one. It's my favorite. What I what I told Tyler and what I maintain is is that everything you needed to know about the movie Goonies, you got in the first five minutes of the movie. They they introduce you to everything about you need to know about the characters, and they foreshadow just a tremendous amount of things that basically trigger down to the movies. So to the rest of the movie. So I think a hallmark of the Goonies, and I see it in ET also, is that it's like filmed in the Pacific Northwest. And for, I, I, I think just because of the movies I watched as a kid, to me, uh, and Back to the Future is this way a little bit too, to me, an 80s movie of that type takes place in the Pacific Northwest, essentially, you know? Mm. And it's probably just because it was cheap to film there, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it was Astoria, Oregon. Right. Um, where Goonies was filmed, yeah. And you can still go to some town in Oregon might be a story i don't know and they have like a goonies day celebration if if you want to and i think it's on the day they celebrate on the day that goonies came out in movie theaters or something so hmm. maybe it's still going on even with covid so yeah has anybody right. checked in on lebowski fest i <laughs> uh, i i if if it if the insane clown posse decided not to have the gathering this year right uh, their family reunion, I would be surprised about Lebowski Fest. So the dude would not abide. So Exactly. 
So well, uh, Astoria. There, there have been seven movies shot in Astoria, and I've seen. What say, were the other six besides Goonies? Come see the Paradise, which I've never heard of. Free Willy, Kindergarten Cop, Short Circuit, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three, The Goonies, and The Ring Two. <laughs> so you've seen The Ring Two? Yeah. So I mean, I've seen six of those seven movies. Kindergarten Cop, and there was another one you just said uh, that was bringing me. Free back. Willy. Free Willy, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Not Teenage Ninja Turtles one or two. Yeah, I, I, I barely Teenage remember Man three. Ninja Turtles one was filmed in an, filmed in an actual New York sewer. Yes, you were. And three was filmed in like I mean, uh, three is the when they go back in time. So they go back in time. Yeah, Not, it was like you know to a Japanese village, mm-hmm. and then you know like some shots in New York City. So I don't know how much they shot in Astoria. <laughs> mm-hmm. And two had vanilla ice in it. So yeah, that's all you need to know. He was in the, the toys that made us. <laughs> yeah, extensively. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad we all got back together to to talk about the nostalgia things we've been watching while we've been on COVID because there's literally been no new com- content. Um, I hope we gave you some ideas of something you can check out. Uh, this, you know, the whether it's the toys that made us or uh you know the gi joe movie uh or television series or you know johnny mnemonic another keanu reeves movie classic um so uh thanks for joining listening in uh we will re reconvene soon we promise uh we just have to continue our you know covid19 isolation of what can we watch next on we'll be back the next time somebody releases a new tv show of any type yeah, Even if it means we have to talk about the bold and the beautiful. And Cameron, maybe we'll schedule this around the next time you're going to be in a hotel without continental bre- continent for breakfast. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'll be easier that way. Well, uh, thanks for listening in. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. No